Hello, and welcome to episode 5 of Page Chewing Comics and Manga. Thank you for coming by this week. Hope you're all having a fantastic week. For those of you who are new to the podcast, uh, I'm Steve, and I am getting back into comics after a long break, and I'm trying to find some new books to read. So every week I go and I try to find some no- some number ones, some new series, or for a series with a jumping on point, to try and find books that'll work for me. And every week I discuss about five of them, tell you what I thought, and whether or not I'll be continuing to read the series. Uh, in addition to this show, we also have some discussions for existing series like Killer Be Killed, Watchmen, uh, V for Vendetta, we do Berserk, we have lots of other stuff planned. We, we're doing the Alan Moore's Swamp Thing run. We are doing, we did 30 Days of Night. Gosh, we have lots of stuff going on. I also have interviews planned. So lots and lots of stuff going on. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. It's, it's, a, it's a passion project of mine that I've wanted to do since I can remember. I remember listening to, to, to iFanboy uh, way back in the day and just wishing I could do the same thing. And here I am. So it's nice to be here. Thank you for coming by and listening. So this week, uh, I had a bit of a down week, I have to say, uh, and I'll get into why, but I did pick up five different books and, um, I do have a pick of the week, but it's not a, it's not a, <laughs> I'm not crazy about it. It's just the best book this week, I guess, which is the pick of the week, but, uh, it's, it probably would have been middle of the pack most any other week. But let's get into it. Let's talk about it. So the first book I want to talk about this week is a book that just seemed mysterious. Because everyone was like, well, we can't tell you about it. We can't show you the cover because it's too, it's top secret. So, well, now I have to read it. And that is uh, Big Game, number one, by Mark Miller, or Millar, excuse me, and Pepe Larraz. This is by Image Comics. Uh, this And I didn't know what this was, and I, I hesitate to say what it's about, but by now I'm guessing most of you know that this is a Miller World crossover event. There's lots of characters, lots of stuff going on. I have I have read some of these books, but I think I read Wanted like over 10 years ago. I've read a few of the other ones. I don't remember them, really. Um, and I try to forget the movies because the movies are often not as accurate. You know, the comics are something different. So if they're going to do a crossover, they're going to use the comics, not the movies. So... Uh, there are some familiar faces here, but I don't rem- remember a lot of it. Um, there are there are some good, you know, funny moments in it. Uh, Mark Millar, I'm I'm a fan of his humor for the most part. Um, he's pretty solid from in my book. So uh, it was enough. It was enough that I was invested in what was happening. And this is 20 years in the making. This is a, a universe that he I never really thought of a crossover in this universe, but this is a universe that he's been working on for 20 years. It's not just the yearly or every quarterly crossover for crossover sake event. This is something bigger. It has a bigger feel to it. It has, it just feels like there's meat to it. It doesn't feel like just another, a ploy to, for you to buy more books. So in that, in that sense, I did think it was kind of neat that he's pulling them all together after 20 years of putting work into it. So it does have a different feel to it. I don't remember all of the characters. It does make me want to go back and reread some of these books. So maybe I'll do that. And uh, Because I I remember enjoying them when I read them. I just haven't read them in a long time. So uh, for this one, I will be continuing this one. I think 
even if I don't remember everything that's happened, it's enough for me to just enjoy the ride, if that makes sense, which is unusual for me because I usually like to start at the very beginning and know everything, but I'm trying to not, <laughs> I'm trying to let that go. But uh, big game number one, I will be, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens and I'll probably, like I said, be reading a few of these other books, uh, you know, as we go. So the next one I want to talk about, this one I had down as my number, as my pick of the week after I read it. And let me explain that whole process. So Impact Winter Number 1 by Travis uh, Beach, Beecham and Andrea Milana. Uh, this is also by Image Comics. Lots of images this week. Now, I didn't know, but this book is a prequel to an audiobook on Audible called Impact Winter. Uh, I'm not familiar at all with the audiobook. I'd never even heard of it until now, but apparently it's pretty popular. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't do a prequel comic, I guess. Now, what this book is about, and I'll, I won't give too many details, but you can kind of fill them in. It's a Roman uh, centurion who is wandering, and he finds a woman that is being tied up by some druids, and they're about to burn her at the stake. This is in the middle of the night. They warn him, you know, she's, don't believe her, she's evil, she has to go, she has to be killed, and the Roman uh, soldier, which is Rook, he's like, nah, I'll be fine. <laughs> he he, he uh, kills the druids, saves the woman, and it's not long before you realize something isn't quite right, because the woman doesn't like to travel at night, uh, during the day, she has to travel at night. She uh, feels weak. She runs out of energy. They get taken in by some random villagers just out of the kindness of their, their heart to let them in during the day to sleep. And uh, she walks out with blood running down her lips and she suddenly feels better. I mean, you can kind of connect the dots here. Uh, but then we do get some history on, you know, on her. And, she, you know, she doesn't, you get the feeling like she she has a connection to Rook because he saved her and they end up having a bond together. And, you know, one thing leads to another and you could probably fill in the blanks. There's not a whole lot here that is new that you haven't read before. It's, you know, it, it's pretty, pretty standard predictable stuff, but that sometimes that's okay. Um, this one also has another aspect to it. It's not just a vampire story. It's also, we jump back and forth in time in the beginning. It's, it's what earth is like after a comet hits the earth. And we go back to hear the story of how these two met. So we do, we do have some, we go back in time. We kind of time jump back and forth. And I did think all that was kind of interesting. I wanted to see how those dots connected, how we went from the beginning where you're in the present time or the future. And then we go back to that time where they first met, which is, several hundred years ago, I'm guessing. So I, I was invested in, it. I did feel like I want to know what happens between the time, you know, what is this plot they're talking about? What, what is, what is going on? Like, I want to know where this story goes. And like I said, it is predictable that it's there's not a whole lot of surprises, but it was still enjoyable. I'm a sucker for vampire stuff. What can I say? Um, you know, I was on board with it. I felt like I'm, I like where this is going, and I'm, I wonder what's going to happen in issue two. When I looked into it, I realized this is a one-shot. <laughs> and uh, there was also another one-shot 
that I think was very recently, I think a week or two ago, and it was another one shot. And I was pretty bummed because I'm not going to go listen to the audiobook, but I want to know what happens to, what happens to these characters. And the book for a one shot, you know, cause I was thinking a mini series, I was thinking four to six issues, something like that. I thought, okay, it's pretty good start. Like I'm, I'm happy with, I like the artwork. I think the artwork fit the story very well. Uh, you know, I was invested in the characters and it's a one shot. And it's like, if you want to know what happens, go listen to the audiobook. And it's like, no, thank you. So I was disappointed because I wanted more of this story. It just felt unfinished. It felt like a, it felt like a movie trailer. I feel like watching half of a movie trailer is just, it, it just, it was just not enough. And it just was a big bummer. And I know that these are, are a way for them to promote the audiobook, like a supplemental, you know, extra information kind of thing to kind of fill you in for fans of the audiobook. I'm not going to listen to the audiobook. I don't care. Um, I, I wanted to read a comic and I kind of felt like this was just a way for you to go read the audiobook. And I get it on one hand. On the other hand, it's like I was pretty bummed because I wanted more of this comic. I wanted more of this creative team. I wanted to see what happens next. And I was pretty, pretty bummed. I wanted, I wanted more of this story, of these characters, of this timeline. So if you go into this one, if you go into this one, assuming it's a a one shot, I think it's worth your time. If you just go in knowing that it's just this and done, you know, I thought it was okay. It just, it's felt like the beginning of a story. So if you plan on reading the audio or listening to the audiobooks, I think for sure, check it out. But if you don't care and you're not going to listen to the audiobooks, then I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty bummed. I, I thought, yeah. And, but the creative team I thought did a good job. I liked everything else about it. Just, I want more. So, well, it's not too bad. It's still a bummer. So the next book I picked up, and this is another one that I picked up, not really knowing a whole lot about it. And that book is 200, 200 AD Prague, number 2341. That's by 200 AD Prague. And it's by various teams. What this is, is it's an anthology series of four different stories. And a few weeks ago, one of my, my pick of the week was uh, Tales of Synapse. And I really liked that book. I thought the anthology format was really nice. This one just didn't work for me. I just, I, it did have Dread on the cover. And I just assumed it was four Judge Dread short stories. I didn't realize that they're very different stories. Very hit and miss for me. I just, I didn't know what this book was going into it. And that's my fault. I thought it was um, I thought it was for Judge Dredd stories and it wasn't. So, you know, it, it <laughs> surprise. As far as the Judge Dredd story goes, I did enjoy it. It is very short. It's only maybe eight to 10 pages. So, you know, it's a, it's a short, a short, uh, short run. It was fine. Um, but like I said, the others are very hit and miss, not something I'll check out again, unfortunately, but I, I do plan to check out uh, Judge Dread magazine. I hope to read a Judge Dread arc of of some kind, maybe the Ennis run or just some other famous runs. Maybe check those out. But this one just didn't didn't do it for me enough to keep going. So, well, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't uh, wasn't enough for me to add it to my list. Now the next one that I picked up was a cover buy. Uh, I saw this cover and I just wanted to have it. 
and that is King Spawn number 24. This is also by Image Comics by Sean Lewis and Javi Fernandez. Now, this one, you know, Spawn has a special place in my heart because way back, back when Image ruled the world and that whole time period, I love to, I would love to talk about that with someone who lived during that time or who just knows a lot about it. But when those books launched, it was a wild time. And Spawn number one, uh, you know, that, that series starting was just, and it is a, such a fun time. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind even going back and rereading Spawn at some point. But for King Spawn, the cover got me, and I thought, well, I'll jump into King Spawn. Maybe I'll be able to figure out what's going on and enjoy the story, jumping to number 24. Um, being out of the loop for a very long time with Spawn, I had no clue what was going on, which I kind of expected, but I even I had even less of an idea what was going on. So I don't know where these characters are, what's happened to them. A lot of continuity that I don't know about, which, you know, that's not the book's fault. That's on me for not knowing. But, uh, you know, it. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. I like the artwork. I'm not sure what the story's about. Um, didn't give me a whole lot, not knowing anything. Uh, so if I had been more familiar with that universe, maybe I'd be able to piece it together. But, um, yeah, no idea. Um, the, like I said, the, I love the artwork. Has that has the, you know, the really strong artwork that you would expect from a Spawn book. How the real, you know, the colors, I like the colors, the the inks, the pencils, I liked all that stuff. But I just don't know enough to keep going, and I would hate to keep going and try to figure it out every every month. So this one I may go back and reread at least King Spawn, but maybe even Spawn from the very beginning. That's an undertaking. I'm thinking about doing that this winter, but not something I'll continue. Maybe when it's over, maybe I'll pick up the trade or something or start at the very beginning. So not, not one I'll continue for right now, but it's something I'll keep my eye on. The last book I read this week is my pick of the week. And like I said, it being a a, kind of a light reading week, there wasn't anything I was really crazy about. This one was a little bit of, a little bit of a surprise because I didn't know if I'd even enjoy this one, uh, which is Red Sonia number one. I'm going to try and get this creative team, try and get the pronunciation done. It's Torin Grobeck, Grunbeck, on uh, the writer, and Walter Giovanni with colors. Uh, I'm sorry, with art, and the colors were Omi Remelante Jr. Hope I didn't butcher those names too much. Uh, for Red Sonia, I really like the idea of a female Conan. I've never read a Red Sonia book, and I, I would really like to read the Gail Simone run, so I, I had no frame of reference for this character at all. Um, but I thought maybe this is a good place to start. It's a number one. You know, I can read it for the podcast, but that may work out. Um, this one quickly discovered that number one, this being an issue one, there was an issue zero, and there were some 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 events in issue zero that they reference in issue one. But they did a pretty good job on explaining those those events so people like me who didn't know there was an issue zero fill them in on the stuff they missed. There's lots of exposition to fill to fill the reader in, readers like me who didn't know, on some of the stuff I missed. Um, but, you know, so in that sense, it was, it was nice to be filled in on those events, and it wasn't, I didn't feel like I missed too much. I mean, I didn't, didn't feel like I didn't know anything because it filled me in on it. And there's always a concern with the character like, like Red Sonia that it, it's more... 
you know, it's more about eye candy than it is about substance. And, you know, that's always a concern of mine. You know, some of the covers would kind of give most people the, the idea that this is more about eye candy or more about visuals, let's say, than about story and character and substance, you know, like a Zenoscope kind of thing. Um, but that wasn't the case here. I kind of felt like uh, Red Sonia, I think they they did a good job on filling in her character. She is, is capable. She's funny. Her sense of humor shine through. You know, she's formidable, but she is also vulnerable. So I think she has that, uh, you know, she's, she, you know, it, it's hard to get past the the chain mail, uh, the chain mail bra sometimes because, you know, I mean, it's there. And you wonder if you're a warrior, you should probably wear more armor, not less. But, you know, one of those things, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, but overall, I did enjoy this one. I think this is a, a good start to the series. I'm curious to know more about it. I want to be filled in more. And I enjoyed the, the setup. It's, it has more of a sword and sorcery, but it has almost like a low fantasy feeling to it. And I, I like that. I like the lower fantasy stuff. I don't like too much of the magic and the like high mag like high you know too much of the high fantasy stuff i like more of the grounded you know on the ground kind of thing and then in that sense so far i get the impression that's what this book is it's more of the you know that while there is some magical elements to it it is it does feel more grounded and more like you know boots on the ground kind of thing so in that sense i really i'm really hopeful for this one and yeah i thought the artwork was uh, was solid. I thought there's some really great covers, really great uh, alternate covers on it that are available. But yeah, I had a fun time with this one. I was surprised. I didn't know what to expect. I almost passed on it because I didn't know what type of book it was. Um, but I was impressed. I was uh, pleasantly surprised on this one. So I will give this one, uh, I will add this to my list and I will continue to read Red Sonia. I'm excited to see where they go with it. And I, I really want that female Conan kind of feel like the, like the, I want them to be unstoppable, but also a bit little vulnerability and, but not, you know, on, on the side of being eye candy for being, you know, eye candy. So yeah, that is my pick of the week. Red Sony number one. Uh, I'm hopeful. And I also plan to read the Gil Simone run just because everyone talks about it. And I was reading comics when that, I believe when that run was happening, but I, I thought I'll come back to it later and I never did. So yeah, uh, Red Sony number one, enjoyed the artwork, enjoyed the writing, enjoyed pretty much everything about it. Very solid. Um, and it was kind of a, a down week for me. There's not a whole lot that I was crazy about. I was really bummed about Impact Winter, but Red Sony was the, the shining light, uh, that in, in big game. I just don't know enough about the Miller world to, to really get too excited about it but it is one that i'm keeping an eye on and uh, i'll continue to read that it makes me want to go back and reread older stuff and i think if these like marvel and dc spent less you know had events you know spread out more like maybe once every couple of years it would be more of an event because now it just doesn't feel like an event it just feels like routine and when an event feels epic and it feels massive and it feels like it has weight then it, you want to go back and reread older stories. You want to go back and find these these old runs that are that everyone talks about or that it's referencing. 
it kind of reminds me of you know like when Blackest Night was happening with Green Lantern. That was a that was I remember that being a lot of fun. I went back and reread Green Lantern and and wanted to know more about the character and that kind of thing. It was that was fun, but so many of these events are just a bummer. Just like I just don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Um, you know, speaking of events, I know Night Terrors is still going. I didn't pick up any Night Terrors book this week. Nothing caught my eye. I just don't care. It just the direction they're going with it. It feels weird to have a horror event in the summertime. It feels like a missed opportunity. I say that every week, but uh, yeah, I just didn't. I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. It's, we we keep rehashing the same stories over and over again, and I wish they would have done something something different with those nightmares that the characters are having in, in, in that event. They could have done something really different, really something with a little bit more weight, more substance stories that we haven't heard so many times and really get into the heads of these characters. I know some of them are like, I know what you're doing and I'm not going to fall for your tricks. And it's like, that's, I know they're Batman and you know, these characters are, you want to, they want, you want them to be smart and to figure this out. But is it that bad to have some vulnerability once in a while to kind of be tricked to fall into a trap once in a while. Uh, it just feels like those are the stories that we really remember, right? Those stories that really you feel like we can go back to and we can, we can say like, Oh, well, Batman really got screwed that time. But he, you know, of course he's going to find a way out of it, but still it's the journey, right? Cause you know, the destination is going to be about the same, but the journey is what, what matters. I want a journey that will be memorable. I don't want to rehash the same things over and over again. And with so many night terrors books, it's hard to keep up, and I just don't feel like reading five or six book, five or six Night Terrors books a week to feel like I know what's happening. I'll, I'll follow the main series. The other ones, I'll, I'll pick up Joker, but other than that, I just I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't care about this event. Just It just didn't do it for me, which is, a, which is disappointing because you want all these events to work. You want to read all these. You want good, we want good stories, but, you know, these events just... And from what I've heard, there's an event coming like Justice League versus Godzilla versus King Kong or something. It's like, wow. <laughs> okay, if you say so. So anyway, that's my week. Sorry for the rant. I just kind of a down week this week. Not a whole lot that I was crazy about. Red Sonia and Big Game were the two that really, really uh, stand out. And Big Game, I had no idea what was even happening. And it still stood out because they did a really good job with it. And Red Sony, I think, is a solid start. Really want to see where they go with it. And, um, yeah, I think it has a lot of potential. I think this team, if they can pull this off, makes something really memorable and something that has a different feeling to it, not just eye candy. I think there's a lot of potential there. So I'm excited to see what happens. And uh, we'll see what happens next week, too. Uh, for those of you following the podcast, we do have more Berserk discussions. I have interviews lined up with other creators. I do have uh, discussions for Killer Be Killed this week that I'll be posting, and I do have discussions for discussions for 30 Days of Night. We're doing the Alan Moore Swamp Thing run. We're doing some other things. So any ideas you have, come visit us over at pagechewing.com. Join our forums. Check out our blog. Uh, I post everything there. That's where you can find me. Come and say hello and uh, tell me what you think. If you have any books you recommend to me, drop by and say hi and, and let me know. I'd love to hear about it. I also have a couple other podcasts uh, that you can find on our blog. If you're interested in movies or other books, I have a few a few podcasts going now. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. So 
So I hope you are all having a fantastic week. Hope you're all having a great week. Hope you had a great re- reading week or better than mine. <laughs> and I hope you're enjoying what you're reading. I know that some of these books I complain about, but if you're enjoying them, I hope you enjoy them. And we all enjoy different things. We can still be friends. So hope you're all having a great week. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Everyone have a 